Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Thursday, June 13th, 2019, and this is a brand new episode of Intact with Sandro. I'm your host, Sandro, and today we're going to be talking about a strong word that Paul had for the Corinthians and the writers of Hebrew also wrote is that we need to be independent Christians. You know, dependency is different than being dependent on, and we're going to talk about this today and the difference in how we can edify one another and live a strong, intact life with God. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Intact. I want to thank you for helping me break 1,000 plays on this podcast. Thank you so much for your support, for sharing it, and for continually listening to new content. I appreciate it so much. This is a dream of mine, and I'm so thankful to be able to do this and have an outlet for the message that I believe God is speaking to me. You know, sometimes God speaks to you through His Word, and sometimes He speaks to you through His warriors. And I was recently having breakfast with a guy, And we were getting to talking, we were talking about churches and church planning and what is our real mission and what are we really called to do. And as we were talking, we came across this idea that depending on is not dependency. Depending on is not dependency. And when he said that, I told him, you know, that'll preach. And um, I wrote it down and I said, I got to make an episode on this. So shout out to Nick Hart for this episode of Intact with Sandro. I give you all the credit, my brother. But depending on is not dependency. We need to be being mentored and also mentoring. In other words, we need to build strong Christian relationships. And that can seem strange when we talk about being an independent Christian. And being an independent Christian doesn't mean that we are independent in a sense we're all alone and not in relationships and we're doing it by ourselves. I know some people think they can do it that way and I believe they're really lying to themselves. But depending on and dependency, what is it all about? What does it mean to be an independent Christian? Is it really that big a deal if I'm not being mentored by someone or if I'm not mentoring someone? Let's see what Paul has to say. I want to start with a couple scriptures here uh, before we kind of jump into this today. The first one is found in 1 Corinthians 3, 2. Paul says, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. Very strong words coming from the Apostle Paul. And so he says here, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it yet. They were not ready for solid food. Obviously, he's not talking about a meal. He's talking about the word of God. He's talking about doctrine. He's talking about uh, theological teachings. He says, you were not yet ready for it. So in other words, there is a time, there is a process that must go by before we can get into deeper understandings, deeper teachings. And this is, this is, not, a, this is not a mind-blowing concept. You know, this is how school works. You don't go straight to calculus. You start with algebra. You work your way up. But for some reason, we often are misled to think that there's not a process in in God's order, in God's plan for discipleship. We try to jump the line because maybe there's not a specific textbook or a class. Every church might have its different little classes and different programs. But let us not be ignorant today that God has a timing for us. He wants us to take the time to study. 
He wants us to take the time to, to dive in and peel back those layers. And so Paul calls out the Corinthians here. He says, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Now we could talk about why they weren't ready, but we won't today. And he says, indeed, you are still not ready. The writer of Hebrews in chapter 5, verse 12, he says, In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. Another strong word. You need milk, not solid food. So we see here there's this theme that when a believer is at their initial stages, that they are consuming milk. They're consuming the basic elementary principles of Christianity before they can move on. And there's an aspect of moving on that implements uh, a teaching aspect or that as you move on, you become a teacher. The student now becomes the teacher. Why? Because God has a plan for discipleship. He has an order. You learn and then you pass it on. The children of Israel failed time and time again because the men, the leaders, the families would not pass on the knowledge to the children. They would repent. God would save them. He would deliver them. They would forget. They would not pass on the knowledge to the next generation. So we see here there's, there's this order. And so I want to talk to both sides of the coin today. The first is to challenge those who do life alone. And the second is to challenge those who are too dependent. And so... The first call, the first challenge I believe God is speaking to me today to to share this message is for those who are doing life alone. Maybe in your professional life, you feel like depending on someone is weak. Maybe you've never needed to depend on someone. You are an excellent businessman, an excellent businesswoman. You make money. You never miss a bill. You are living your best life. You are in a profession where you don't need any help. You literally can do it all on your own and you don't need anyone to succeed in that field. But I'm here to tell you today that it doesn't work like that in our spiritual life. Because when we isolate ourselves, that's when we are at our weakest point. It might not seem like that in your profession, but your profession is different from your calling. Your job is different From your work. Your job is what you go to every day. Your work is what no one can take from you, Miles Monroe said. Your work is what you were created to do. Our work, our calling, requires us to constantly be sharpening our knife. Iron sharpens iron, so one brother sharpens another. Um, when, When tree cutters are cutting down a tree with an axe... You can spend more time sharpening your axe and less time chopping down the tree. And there was a story of, of two guys chopping down trees and one, one was chopping away, chopping away, and he was taking more trees down than the other. And he thought this guy's such a fool spending his time sharpening his, sharpening his axe. But there got to a point where he could no longer work anymore because his blade had become so dull. But when it came time to resharpening, he was so drained and the other the other man just flew through his work he took the time to sharpen it and we sharpen our knives we sharpen ourselves by getting around other believers and so if you're used to being independent 
you really need to consider the wisdom that other believers have. Pride comes before the fall. The Bible constantly speaks to us about isolating ourselves, being prideful, thinking we can do it on our own. And that's the gospel is that we can't do it on our own. The law came to show us that we can't do it on our own. So if the law came to show us we can't do it on our own, if our, if our salvation is in a savior that, could, that he, he alone could do it, only he could do it, what makes you think that, that the rest of our life is meant to be lived independent? Isolated rather, excuse me. Depending on is not dependency. Because I depend on my pastor, because I depend on my mentors to help me in situations, to guide me, to pray for me, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm in dependency. Dependency is what Paul's writing about, what the writer of Hebrews is writing about, that you can't read the scriptures for yourselves. You can't pray by yourself. You're still drinking milk. My son can't go and make a sandwich for himself. He can't go heat up a, a, a pizza in the oven. He could tear it up for sure when I lay it on his tray. But he's not there yet. But how shameful would it be when he's 15 years old and he can't go make a sandwich for himself. He can't cook a little meal for himself and that he would literally starve to death if I wasn't home. We starve our spirit when we can't feed ourselves. However, we got to get around other believers and conversations and fellowshipping and recognizing that it's a humbling act when we depend on someone else. Remember, not dependency, that if they weren't there, that I'd go to bed without praying. If they weren't there, I'd walk through the day without reading a scripture or two. So the other side of the coin is those who are too dependent. You are living in dependency. I want to tell you that you're missing out on a blessing. You're missing out on living the fullness that Christ came to die for us. You see, Christ came to die not so that we could just immediately be transferred to heaven. It's not always just about the afterlife. Because if it was, God would take us up now. As soon as we, we get saved, we'd be raptured up. No, he leaves us here to accomplish a goal and a task and a will for, that, for his kingdom. We don't have all the answers. We don't know all the whys. But what are we going to do? Fight against it? Let's work with the Lord and Savior. Let's work with the Holy Spirit. Let's partner with the Holy Spirit. Humble ourselves. But recognize it's time to start feasting on the Word and stop drinking milk. We can't go through life completely dependent on our leaders. We've got to be able to rise up to the challenge. So I encourage you today, if you are completely dependent on the prayers of others, I'll rem I remember uh, when I first got saved about six years ago, there was a friend of mine, she was a teacher, and she was going through some terrible stuff, and so I would pray with her. And then a week went by, and she asked me to pray for her again. And another week, and another week, and I, th I started to think, man, does she not know how to pray for herself? And her situation never changed. Eventually, it became too overbearing and, 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 a, and a weird situation. And so I had to, you know, break that relationship. But it always lingered in the back of my mind. What if she would start to learn to pray for herself? 
What was she who start to learn to stand on God's word by herself? Who are the other people that God is calling her to impact? And see, that's the idea is that when we are completely dependent on someone to help us in our Christian walk, we are missing out on the ability to reach down and grab someone who's reaching up for us, that God's placed us in their path. So there's no shame in depending on someone, but we must overcome dependency. In fact, though by this time, you ought to be teachers. Paul, uh, the writer of Hebrews says, I know most people believe it's Paul. Uh, it's not confirmed, but so... so I, 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 I mention it like in that, in that regard, but the writer says, by this time you ought, there's a time <clears throat> that, that there's a timetable where we should be teaching by now. I don't know exactly what that is. And for everybody, it's a little bit different, but there gets to a time where we ought to be teaching. We ought to be mentoring someone. I love my church because Pastor Brian says, Everyone should be mentoring someone. Everyone should be discipling someone. If we're not discipling someone, what are we doing? We're just, we're just selfish. We're going to someone else to mentor us and we're not looking now, who can we now lift up? Who can we now help up and walk this Christian life? I love that Jesus chose 12 disciples you know, 12 is a great number. It's not too small. It's not too many. A group of 12 can all interact with each other. But Jesus also had his inner circle. He had his three. And he really models for us this idea of community and closeness and fellowship and mentoring. And he sends them out two by two. And he's teaching us a lesson here that we can reach more people if I send you out rather than me trying to do it all. Jesus didn't try to do it all. He couldn't reach everybody at one time. I mean, miraculously, he could. But he was trying to teach us a principle, multiplication. that when we work together, we can multiply God's kingdom. So I want to encourage you today to pray to the Lord. Ask him who your mentor should be if you don't have one. That's literally been the, the, the prayer of my wife and I for some time. And God's answered that prayer in a miraculous way, in a great way, in a strong way. And I can see the fruit of it. There is fruit in mentorship. So I encourage you today, if you're living isolated, humble yourself. Get under a mentor. There's no shame in depending on someone. But if you're living a life of dependency, begin to pray for God to give you that wisdom and strength to start feeding on, on, on the word of God yourself and get off that milk. Grace and peace to you.